Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Hello and welcome to the Fun Kids Book Club podcast. It's a really, really good one today. Lots of stuff is happening in today's show. I'll be chatting to Cressida Cowell. I'll be finding out about the biggest books around right now. Plus, you know what? We'll also have Matt Haig in the Fun Kids studio. But first... It wouldn't be a book club podcast without my big book club question. Today's is this. Who is older? Is it Paddington, Winnie the Pooh or Rupert Bear? Hmm, don't you worry. I'll tell you the answer at the end of the podcast. First up, let's have a little chat with Cressida Cowell about her new role as the children's laureate. Congratulations, Cressida Cowell. (laughs) Thank you so much. I am so excited. Yet, how does it feel to be announced as the brand new children's laureate? It's just incredible. I have to say, they told me about six months ago, and I've had terrible difficulty keeping it a secret, because I'm not very good at keeping secrets. But it's really... Oh, well, they rang me up. I I think I was in the dentist, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I was in the dentist. So I could barely, you know, I just had something done on my tooth. So I said, oh, oh, that's great. (laughs) You know how you do when you just had a filling. Anyway, so no, I could not be more thrilled. And how did you keep it a secret for that long? Well, I I did tell my husband and my kids. Um, But uh, but yeah, no, I did keep it a secret. I was really good. Um, So it just feels fantastic. The 11th. Waterston's Children's Laureate. Sounds so good. Like joining a secret club, right? <laughs> it is, because yeah, there's all these people that are, you know, who are my heroes. Who I've, you know, people like, you know, I'm, I'm get, they're all my heroes. Michael Rosen, Mallory Blackman, you know, Chris Riddell. I mean, these are extraordinary. Jacqueline Wilson. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are all my heroes and I get to be one of them. I mean, how cool is that? Did you ask them for advice beforehand? <laughs> yes, I did ask, you know, I didn't get to see everybody because Michael Rosen is so busy. It's really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yes, I did ask for advice. Um, it's just such an exciting time to be able to go out and talk about the magic of books to kids. So in and, your speech, you spoke about magic and yeah. about empathy and intelligence. And creativity. creativity yeah. and, and to kids, what I, want, I suppose what I get a lot is kids who try my books having seen the films. Yes. Having, having seen the films. And, and they love the films. And so they think, well, it's worth the effort that I have to do because I know that world. I know I love Vikings and Dragons and Hiccup and Toothless. And so they try the books and then they say, oh, these are really rather wonderful. And they start enjoying the books. Yes. You know, and that, uh, uh, you know, and then they start reading them and, and say, and then they start really, oh, books are something different that actually can be just as good in films as films in telly, but in a different way. That is what happens sometimes. And that's what I want to happen for as many children as possible. Yeah, because, you know, the great thing about books is that you can imagine things yes. with books. Yeah, sure. yeah. It, a book is partly what I write and partly what you imagine. So it can feel like more your thing. You can start imagine. you can feel like you really are that person in the story. Mm-hmm. And, and so kids can really, once you, once you get into books, kids can really get into it because, you know, a film, it tells you what, you know, it's, it's out there. You're not, yes, you. exactly. You're yeah. not really, you don't feel like you are 
Harry Potter or Artemis Fowl or yeah, but in a book uh, you can feel like you are that person so it's a different thing it's a different thing but it can just be so wonderful and so I, I want to get kids reading as well as writing so in your 10 point plan that you unveiled quite gloriously <laughs> that was quite exciting yeah. you have lots of different um, ways of doing this like especially getting libraries involved as well yeah yeah because going to libraries is fantastic yeah. because you you can choose you don't have to buy the book <laughs> you can so you can try you can try lots of different types of books I mean it's lovely to own your own but that's wonderful I love that as well I also love that as a kid because then you could keep it and read it again and but also a library is great for trying yeah. lots of different things. And I say to kids, uh, go to a library, try oh, try the summer reading challenge. Actually, that's a good thing. This year, this summer, okay. just before the summer holidays, that's a really good thing to do. What the is summer, it? Oh, you don't know. No. Okay. Summer reading challenge is where you um, go to the library and you, you get, it's like a sort of, you get to read six books and then you get a special certificate and you can go online and there's all sorts of games. And, you know, it's really good fun way oh, of right. getting into going to the library library and getting into books yeah. over the summer but because there's all the books are free yeah. <laughs> it's like a sweet shop where all the books are free <laughs> you can try things that you might not have known that you would have liked yeah uh, yeah so so libraries are great as well as bookshops and going to a friend and saying what do you like what books do you like i like funny books you mm-hmm. know do you have any that all of that sort of thing are good tips and you can start a little book club among your friends, I guess, Yes, as well. exactly. Yeah. And I get loads of people, for instance, um, some kids did things like started a Dragonese club. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, um, where the, you know, they were teaching each other Dragonese and everything. <laughs> and uh, um, So, yeah, so it's really good to start those kind of book clubs and say and say what books you enjoy to, to your friends. And you yeah. also said one of the most controversial things I think I've heard, which was Ooh. it's okay to put down a book if you're yeah. enjoying it. Because there is yes. a feeling like finish a book it, it yeah it. yeah yeah and that's really that's a, such an important tip yeah. because because I, I don't want books to become a, a bore you know a chore something you have to do you know so 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 if you tried with the book it's not like you should just try them but but if you try with the book and it's not really working for you put it down try another book there's loads of books out there try another book and maybe you might come back to it when you're a bit older that's the other thing sometimes sure, yeah. you're reading you know you might you're like ready. it a bit and yeah you're not ready you know so 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 yes don't turn it into don't feel you have to finish it if you're not because yeah it can become a chore and i do that myself sometimes you know i if i'm not if i'm not getting on with the book i'll put it down yeah so that i think that's a that's an important tip and will you be writing any books during this time because it seems like you might be quite busy with other stuff I am going to be busy, but I'm still (laughs) going to be writing. Yeah, because I love writing. I'm always busy. (laughs) I'm quite a busy person. But no, I'm definitely going to make time because I've got to write. uh, Well, I've just written Knock three times, which is the third in my Wizards of the series. And I've got to write the fourth one (laughs) by, oh dear, very, very soon. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I'll find to do that. I can't find time to do that. Yes, it'll work out. I don't know how. Will you but be wearing will. that the whole time? Will you be wearing your medal the whole oh time? Oh my goodness! Yeah, my medal is so cool. I, you know, it's on this blue ribbon, and it just looks so important. I love it. I wish I could. <laughs> what to breakfast? <laughs> you know, going out. Just everywhere you yeah. go, just pop that on. Like, oh, she must be important. She's got a yeah. medal on. Just next to my gold blue Peter badge. Do you think? <laughs> oh my goodness! Nice bragging. That is yeah. a dream. That's incredible. Uh, Cressa Carl, thank you so much for chatting. Thank to you us. Thank so you. much. And congratulations. Thank you. Yay. Thank you very much to Cressida Cowell. Now it's time to welcome Imogen into the Fun Kids studio to find out about some amazing new books. <laughs> 
Hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I've got lots of lovely new books for you. You have walked into the studio like Belle from Beauty and the Beast, holding as many books as you possibly can carry. Well, five. Five, five, five yeah, yeah. That's, that's as many as you can carry, yeah. Only do five. That's your max. Uh, right, so let's dive right in. The first book we have is The Last Spellbreather by Julie Pike. It looks very pretty. It does indeed, doesn't it? So, uh, this book is about a 12-year-old called Rain, who is an apprentice spellbreather. Now, a spellbreather is a person who has like the power to command like magical written spells, um, and Rain's mum is one of those people. And Rain's mum uses her powers to heal and protect the villagers of their village. Um, and Rain is less confident than her mum uh, but when her the protective barrier around their um, village is broken her mum um, leaves on a mysterious quest and won't tell anyone why or what for um, so rain is kind of left alone uh, to take charge of the precious precious spell book and um, she makes a bit of a mistake one that she can only rectify by following her mum through the barrier into a world of unknown monsters and adventure and it's just a very good book. Oh, wow, you really picked up at the end of there. I know, it oh just gets so exciting. There's lots of different creatures and magic and all the characters are really interesting because they all kind of have secrets and insecurities and they all seem just very real. Um, and there's lots of drama and tension and yeah. Brilliant, okay, that sounds exciting. The last spell breather. Uh, what is next up? The next book I have is The Collective by Lindsay Whitlock. So in this book, we have a boy called Elwyn who is from the traditional community of Badfish Creek. Um, now, he then goes to stay with his uncle in uh, and leave his kind of rural roots behind and live in this shiny place called Liberty, which is in the hills. Um, it's kind of like America, but a weird dystopian world. Um, and gain an education and become part of this flourishing world. But during the book, uh, Elwyn kind of realises that um, what glitters is not gold and there are things going on in Liberty that he can't ignore and that he doesn't agree with and it's kind of uh, a book all about uh, tradition and change and the lure of new things and sparkly things that you might see and think are amazing and then they're not really when you come up close to them um, and being true to himself and uh, yeah it's a really really interesting book uh, I think it's one for if you're a little bit older yeah it sounds a bit Hunger Gamesy in that dystopian way yeah that yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um it's a really interesting book and i would definitely give it a read excellent okay uh the next one is one that i haven't read but i've read the previous ones in the series i think yes there have been lots of these little books uh blipping around yeah uh, <laughs> it's tom mclaughlin and it's the accidental rock star this time around uh we've had the accidental president we've had the accidental father christmas we had the accidental billionaire had the accidental prime minister and the accidental secret agent <laughs> and now we're back with rock stars so somehow with the aid of a recorder a keyboard and a really disturbed cat called nigel hector and his best mate ollie have made a brand new hit single and everyone wants a piece of them they are the hot ticket everywhere their band is called the twerps listen out for them um and they have always dreamed of fame but uh they kind of 
realise that fame is not all that it's cracked up to be. Um, and there is a big record company called Big Records, and um, there may it may be run by a criminal mastermind, we don't know. Mm. Uh, and it's full of lols and fun and great illustrations. And as usual, Tom McLaughlin has really just knocked out the park with all the fun it's a really book. fun series of books I've absolutely. read the president and the prime minister ones and they're really cool so yeah. I think this one is going to be really, really good as well absolutely it's so good uh, right next up I can see a book I have definitely read because I've chatted to Don- John Doherty about it yes you have you've spoken to John Doherty about it it's called Mark and Shark Detectiving and Stuff it's a really fun book isn't it just so um, I wanted to read just a little bit from the front inside the front page yeah, go it says it. five reasons why we'll think you'll love this book it's got a mark and a shark Mm. it's got an enormous polar bear and a rather small penguin it's got a brave Darcy and a magnificent horse called Clive it's got a gang of really bad baddies and some very unusual office furniture and it's got lots and lots of ice cream but absolutely no seals it's really honestly the book is so funny and in it, you've got, um, oh, you'll know, you've got um, desks that are basically Labradors and you've got baddies that are household appliances like fridges. Like, it's just insane, but I loved every second yeah, of it. Yeah, it's a bit of a mental book, but it's so much fun. There's great illustrations all the way throughout, which, you know, I love. Um, it's got really fun writing and just, it's it's hilarious. It's really good. I'm I'm uh, I'm remembering now. John Doherty, when he came in, he said that uh, he makes a theme tune for every book, and he's not written the theme tune for this one yet. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on the way. Yeah, he's writing one. Oh well, listen out for the theme tune for uh, Mark and Shark Detectiving and stuff. Yeah, if he comes to visit your school, he'll definitely be singing a song. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, what is next up? And last but not least, we have friend of the show. It is Robin Stevens. Yes, I know Robin Stevens incredibly well. Yes, you do. And it's her brand new book, Top Marks for Murder. Can I just say, the book that we've got, I guess, is a, a special copy of it. It's like an early edition, isn't it? Yes. Because yeah, um, normally you have different colours for her books. It is red. Is this so? It's going to be red, it's right? It's going to be red. Oh my goodness! Okay, I feel like that's an exclusive in itself. It's going to be red, yeah. Dun dun dun. So yeah, the the detectives uh, Daisy and Hazel are back. They're best friends. Obviously, they solve all the murder mysteries um, that bewilder all the adults in their lives. Um, and in this book, in the third school mystery, the third murder that is set actually at their boarding school, Dean, Dean uh, School for Girls. If you thought the stakes were high, just wait. This book um, takes place during Deep Dean's 50th anniversary weekend and the school is full of parents. So the murder can't just be swept under the carpet and all of that shenanigans. You can't hide it. Um, And if the detective society can't solve the case, the school will close. So it's down to Daisy and Hazel and all their friends to work harder than ever done before and uncover dark secrets of families and pupils and and solve all the murders. Oh my goodness. Uh, we should also say, I want to read out the thing on the front cover here Go. Uh, that we've got. Yes. It's a quote from the book and it says, Sometimes we have to do things we don't want to to protect things we love. Deep Dean is in distress and we must save the day. How good what does call to action. it sound? Oh my goodness, that's amazing. So that's the brand new one from Robin Stevens. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, thank you so much, Imogen. No worries. We'll be back with you very soon. Bye. Bye. And finally, in this podcast, we're going to have a chat to Matt Haig about his brand new book, Evie and the Animals. 
I'm joined in the studio by Matt Haig. Hello. Hello. It's very nice to be here again. Thank you so much for coming back to Fun Kids. No, always. Always a pleasure. Now, um, I'm delighted because you've brought this amazing book with us, Evie and the Animals, which I read and just loved every second of. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one, this, because basically the reason I wrote this book is because I've got a daughter. Um, I've got a 10-year-old daughter called Pearl, and I went to her and I said, what do you want me to write about? Um the reason I did that is because I'd written some Christmas books that were kind of inspired by my son. Of course, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, my son asked me, you know, what was Father Christmas like as a boy? And, and then I went away and sort of wrote the answer. And I didn't want um, my daughter to feel left out. So I went to her and said, Pearl, what do you want me to write about? And she said, well, animals, because she loves animals. Sure. And she'd love a girl who's got sort of... Um, a, you know, is friends with lots of animals. So then I had this idea of telepathic powers and... All of that. So yeah, it was it was it, it was a, a very fun one to write because any book where you've got lots of talking animals of different species, yes, is 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 good fun as a as a as a writer. I think that's my top writing tip. Actually, have some talking animals. In your oh really? Mm. If next year every children's book has talking animals in, I'm blaming you <laughs> yes, immediately. Yeah, exactly. It's my Which ones was it? Was the most fun to get involved in? Because um, I I enjoyed the seahorse. Just you get like a <laughs> snippet of the seahorse. It's just being oh, really yeah, happy. Oh yeah, yeah, I like those little random ones. Yeah. Um, I like Beak for Sparrow, and uh, I like the sort of mysterious. There's a mysterious beard, beard, bearded dragon called um, Plato. Yes. And bearded dragons are the hardest um, animals to understand um, for Evie and. and and so there's one moment where she she finally breaks through and her superpowers are increased. And what was it like doing the research? Did you get to go to a zoo? Did you go to your local farm? Did you go and stand in the heath and just watch dogs? No, I'm, I'm, I, I must admit, I'm quite a lazy researcher. Right. I, 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 I try and just daydream. I mean, I did have to research some stuff, actually, because Evie, as well as having these special powers, she, she knows a lot of facts. Yes. So I had, although I know some facts, I don't know that many animal facts so I did have to do some proper research just to sort of go to library and um, read some books and stuff but um, other than that no but the thing is because I filled this with animal facts um, when I went on a schools tour and talked about this book to loads of um, people at school they put their hands up and asked me loads of in-depth oh, animal no. questions thinking I was like David Attenborough sure and I'm not David Attenborough. And literally everything I know about animals I put in that book. I was going to say, to be fair, <laughs> you start off strong in that book because you list like 10 facts straight away, straight yes. out the gate. My favourite animal fact, well, the sort of cutest animal fact, if you want a sort of schmaltzy cute animal fact, is the fact that sea otters mm-hmm. hold hands or hold paws in their sleep. It's really cute. And yet <laughs> so they don't fact. drift away from each other in the water. They keep themselves together yeah. by that. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that was a good fact as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and also the poison dart frog in the Amazon jungle is, is, is probably the deadliest creature in the Amazon jungle. And they don't actually, you know, they, they don't try and be dangerous. They're not horrible, horrible frogs. They just are there with their poisonous skin. So if anyone accidentally touches or eats them. They can't help themselves. That's just who they are. They are just doing themselves. Uh, Now, I've got to say, with the book, um, it's not just animal facts. It's a whole amazing story about Evie and her history and her family and her skill. And she's told not to use a skill, but then Mm. maybe she should use it after all. It's a real page turner. I wanted to write it as sort of like, yeah, an an adventure story. Because I hadn't, you know, I've done a few adventure stories 
I suppose, in the past, but this was almost like a detective story because she's got to work out, what, firstly, why all these pets are going missing. Mm-hmm. Loads of pets are going missing. And also why her dad is so obsessed with her keeping it off secret, her super talent. And um, she discovers both of those things and they're, they're related. And also about her own past because she keeps on having these weird dreams about poison dart frogs and other stuff. And it turns out the dream might not be a dream and it might be a memory and then it all pieces together and and it's got a bad guy in and I like writing books with sort of villains in because it's fun to write evil characters. He is a proper dastardly villain, isn't he? Yeah, I, li- I liked it. I, 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 like, I, I wrote uh, in the Christmas books, I wrote uh, a f- quite a few villains and I had fun doing that so I, I definitely wanted a... Yeah, Mortimer J. Mortimer, he's, he's a bad guy. And there's also um, a bit of a story about friendship as well because... Um, I think Evie and Leonora, they, they are friends, they're not friends, and then yes. you've got Ramesh as well. Like, it all comes together. Yes. No, yeah, it's not nice. And it, it, it's about Evie's that sort of age where she's just started big school, and it, I can remember... That was... I had loads of happy times at school, but the one sort of... Two years that I, I found a bit tricky with friends and stuff were when, when I just went from a very small little village school, then I went to big school, and that change can be quite hard mm-hmm. and I, I definitely I, I, I was so relieved when I um, I had a best friend called Jonathan and we sort of um, shared scary books that we liked and things like that and um, yeah it, but I, it was difficult until you get those sort of good friends so I just wanted to write about that as well the importance of friendship and finding people who are like you or who understand you a bit and are we going to see more from Evie? Is this like going to be a trilogy like the Christmas books? We're definitely going to see more from Evie. I don't know if it's going to be a trilogy, but there's definitely going to be a... Um, I'm not allowed to mention the thing, am I? No, there's definitely going to... <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> but I haven't written anything yet, but there is going to be something coming um, with Evie. And there's probably going to be a proper full-blown sequel as well. There's going to be a little side thing, which I'm not allowed to talk about just yet, but it's very exciting. I feel like just it's so riddles. annoying when people say that. Yeah. You've just basically but, told me something's happening, yeah. but we don't know what, but I can't My tell you. My publishers maybe... will set the poison dart frog on me if <laughs> I reveal. And finally, has it made you want to go to the Amazon and go and explore lots of animals? Or are you like, actually, you know what, I'm fine? Wow. You know, I would love to go on some sort of adventurous holiday into the wilds. But the thing is, I'd have to take my children. And my son says, we are never going anywhere where he has to have another injection. Because we did that once. And he's, he's, he, I say, you know, it's a normal thing, have injections. And my daughter's totally fine with injections. But he's got in his head now. But he doesn't want any injections he doesn't need to have. Oh, right. So a weekend so he, in Brighton it is then? Weekend in Brighton, yes. It, yeah, luckily we live in, in a seaside town, so that's fine. <laughs> so no, no more holidays for you and the family. No, but and, I'll uh, talk him round. And hopefully Evie and animals will see uh, a bit more of her very soon. Yes. But in the meantime, everybody needs to go and get the book because it's amazing. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, folks. And why not have a reading from Matt as well? Once there was a girl called Evie Trench. Evie was not a normal child. She was a special child. That's what her dad said, special. Evie often thought it would be a lot easier to be a normal child than a special child, but there you go. She was special. And the reason for this was, well, it was complicated. Evie didn't really understand it herself. Before we get on to her specialness, let's start with a simple fact. Evie liked animals. Of course, lots of people like animals, but Evie liked all animals, 
not just the cuddly ones. She liked dogs and cats, yes, of course, but also cockroaches, snakes, bats, vultures, hyenas, sharks, jellyfish and green anaconda snakes. She liked every animal. Well, apart from the Brazilian wandering spider, the deadliest spider in the world, which even Evie found hard to love, for reasons that will become clear. But, as a general rule, if it lived, she liked it, and she knew everything about the animal world, as much as anyone. There were probably professors of animal biology at extremely clever universities who knew less than her. By the time she was six years old, she had read more than 300 books on the subject. Every time she felt worried or sad or bored, she'd sit and read a book about animals. So she knew a lot. For instance, she knew that, one, snails can sleep for three years in a row and slugs have four noses. Two, a grizzly bear is so strong it can crush a bowling ball. Three, birds don't find chilli peppers spicy. Four, All clownfish are born boys. Some turn into girl clownfish later on. Five, cats can drink seawater with no problem. Six, an octopus has three hearts. Seven, a reindeer's eyes turn blue in winter to help them see in the dark. Eight, elephants are pregnant for nearly two years. Nine, underneath their striped fur, tigers have striped skin. And her favourite, number ten. Sea otters hold hands in their sleep so they don't drift away from each other. But Evie didn't just like animals. She didn't just know facts about them. She also had a very special skill, a very unusual skill. The skill was this. She could hear what animals were thinking. Thank you so much to Matt Haig, to Cresta Cowell and to Imogen for joining me in the Fun Kids Book Club podcast this week. It's just time to give you the answer to my big book club question. Today's was, who is older, Paddington, Winnie the Pooh or Rupert Bear? Now, I realise as I say this, I meant, you know, who was created first, not like in age, you know, how old are they? Anyway, the answer I can tell you is Rupert Bear. He was created in 1920, then Winnie the Pooh in 1926, and Paddington is the relative newcomer in 1956. If you got the answer right, well done. Give yourself a pat on the back. Go read some Rupert Bear books. I will see you very soon indeed. Bye! So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading!